0: This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Tuesday, February 14th, 2022. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I hope you and your significant other enjoy today. And before we get into the news, Jesus is Lord. In public and in private, every area of life must be subject to his lordship, and our use of technology is no exception. What captures our attention on the screen either glorifies or dishonors our Lord. That's why accountable 2 You is committed to promoting biblical accountability in our families and churches. Their monitoring and reporting software makes transparency easy on all of your devices so you can say with the psalmist, I will not set anything worthless before my eyes. Guard against temptation with accountable 2 You and live for God's glory. Learn more and try it for free at accountable the number 2 U. Dot com slash FLF. That's accountable to you.com Dot com slash FLF. China claims U.S. sent more than 10 spy balloons into country's airspace. On Monday, a Chinese official stated that more than 10 high-altitude balloons from the U.S. have flown into China's airspace over the last year without the country's permission. The U.S. has denied these allegations we're in a he-said-she-said said type situation. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin said on Monday in a Monday briefing that Quote, it is also common for U.S. balloons to enter illegally into our airspace. Since last year, U.S. high-altitude balloons have illegally flown over China's airspace more than 10 times without the approval of Chinese authorities.
1: Do you think... That the balloon that we do know was connected to China, and if it is true that the other objects are as well, do do you think there'll be more of an urgency to do what you've just discussed and reduce our dependency or reliance on that country?
2: Well, hopefully, Trey, I mean, this is a, you know, what I'm calling a Sputnik moment. And just as Sputnik woke up uh, the the country to the Cold War that we were in in the 1950s, I hope this wakes the country up to the Cold War that we're in now. Uh, And that when you see made in China, it's not just a jobs or a union issue. It's a national security issue. Put it down. Uh, Made in America is is where we have to be uh, for our own national security. So I hope this is a wake up call. This is a very visible. Uh, uh, you know, I think. Um, Symbol now of the massive tidal wave of Chinese espionage uh, that national security professionals know has been happening for many years in our universities, in our tech sector, uh, in our businesses, through massive cyber attacks. Uh, But hopefully this will galvanize the country uh, to take decisive action. We have to.
0: According to the Associated Press, Wang did not give additional details about the alleged U.S. balloons, how China has dealt with these balloons, or whether the balloons had military or government links. Wang said the U.S. should first reflect on itself and change course, rather than smear and instigate a confrontation. The allegation came after the U.S. shot down a Chinese spy balloon that traveled across North America, targeting it off the coast of South Carolina. Additional unidentified flying objects, later identified as balloons, have been shot down since then. China has claimed that the balloon shot down off the coast of South Carolina was an unmanned airship created for meteorological meteorological, research and that this balloon was blown off course. China has accused the U.S. of overreacting by shooting down the balloon and has threatened to take action in response. U.S. National Security Council spokesperson Adrian Watson said on Monday that the claims the U.S. has operated surveillance balloons over China is false. Moving on, Microsoft removes negative flags for conservative sites. Microsoft removed its negative flags for conservative media outlets on a secret blacklist, including Newsmax that were blocked from getting key advertising dollars, the Washington Examiner reported. As part of its series on disinformation tracking groups, the Examiner reported internal data showed Microsoft was doing a review and suspending its subscription to a tracking group devoted to defunding what it sees as disfavored speech. Microsoft owned advertising company Xander previously abided by a secret blacklist of conservative news put together by the Global Disinformation Index, a British organization with two affiliated U.S. nonprofits, the Examiner reported. Microsoft now appears to be taking steps to distance itself from GDI and has deleted flags such as false slash misleading and reprehensible and offensive for right leaning websites. The Examiner reported citing the internal data it obtained. Quote, I just checked. checked Checked in Xander's platform again and can confirm that all rejection flags have been removed from domains. That's according to an unnamed executive in the ad industry, and they told that to the examiner. Xander had thir- labeled 39 conservative domains as false and misleading. Town Hall, whose publisher is Salem Media Group, was flagged as reprehensible and offensive. That's according to the Examiner. Once again, the Examiner also noted it was among those flagged as false and misleading, along with Newsmax, The Daily Wire, Real Clear Politics, Drudge Report, Breitbart, The Blaze, The Washington Times, the Judicial Watch, and Media Research Center affiliate MRC TV. In an, an internal Xander dataset, showed all. All those websites no longer have a designation, though it's unclear if they're getting ads from certain brands without an improved classification. Quote, We try to take a principled approach to accuracy in fighting foreign propaganda. That's according to a Microsoft spokesperson to the Examiner. We're working quickly to fix the issue, and Xander has stopped using GDI services while we are doing a larger review. End quote. According to the Examiner, Xander informed publishers in September 2022 it would begin to adopt GDI's dynamic exclusion list, which the organization feeds to ad companies. Though a list that may include at least 2,000 websites, GDI allegedly tried to pressure companies to shut down certain sites. The examiner also reported that the GDI has claimed a 10 riskiest outlets are Newsmax, the American Spectator, the Federalist, the American Conservative, One American News Network, The Blaze, The Daily Wire, Real Clear Politics, Reason, and the New York Post. GDI complies the compiles the list with oversight from its own advisory panel, which includes Ben Nimmo, global lead for threat intelligence at Facebook parent company Meta, and left-leaning journalist Ann Applebaum, the Examiner reported, who once dismissed Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings as uninteresting. GDI has claimed the 10 least risky websites are NPR, ProPublica, The Associated Press, Insider, The New York Times, USA Today, The Washington Post, BuzzFeed News, Huffington Post, and The Wall Street Journal. You guys noticing a trend? In any case, moving on. Disney will not fight DeSantis' takeover of Special District in Orlando. Disney will not fight a bill that gives Governor Ron DeSantis broad powers over its Orlando theme parks after the bill passed both houses of the Florida legislature this week. The bill establishes a new district to assume the powers held by the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which Disney has controlled since it was created in 1967. The new entity, the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, will be run by a five-member board appointed by DeSantis and confirmed by the state senate in a statement disney said it is ready to work within this new framework indicating that it will not try to challenge the court or the law in court the legislature moved to dissolve the reedy creek district last april after disney came out against the parental rights in education law known to its critics as the don't say gay bill Some observers have suggested that Disney could file a First Amendment lawsuit or seek to challenge the takeover on various other grounds, but Jeff Vail, the president of Walt Disney World Resort, said in the statement released on Friday that the company will accommodate itself to the new reality. Quote, for more than 50 years, the Reedy Creek Improvement District has operated at the highest standards and we appreciate all the district has done to help our destination grow and become one of the largest economic contributors and employers in the state, Vail said. We are focused on the future and are ready to work within this new framework and we will continue to innovate, inspire and bring joy to the millions of guests who come to Florida to visit Walt Disney World each year. That was according to the statement. The legislation was introduced on Monday. It passed the State House of Representatives on Thursday on a vote of 82-31 to with 81 Republicans and one Democrat voting yes. All 31 no votes came from Democrats. The state Senate approved the bill on Friday on a party-line vote with 26, that is, Republicans in favor and nine Democrats opposed. It now goes to DeSantis for his signature. The Reedy Creek Improvement District has broad authority over zoning, infrastructure, fire response, and public utilities over a nearly 40-square-mile area in Osella and Orange Counties. The entity levies taxes on Disney and issues tax-exempt bonds for infrastructure projects. As by far the largest landowner within the district, Disney has had the power to elect the five members of the Board of Supervisors. In establishing the new district, the legislature left almost all of its powers intact. The legislation does remove the power to build a nuclear power plant and an airport, but those powers had never been used. The practical effect of the change could end up being negligible and park employees and visitors are likely to notice any difference. But DeSantis and future governors will have broad power to make life difficult for Disney if they choose to exercise it. Moving on, let's go from Florida to Seattle, Washington. Seattle Public Schools consider closures as student enrollment plunges Post-pandemic, Seattle Public Schools may have to close some of its schools over the next few years as the district battles budget shortages and plummeting enrollment after the COVID-19 pandemic. The district does not plan on closing any of its 106 schools next year, and the earliest closures may occur in the 24-25 school year. That's according to the Seattle Times. Consolidating some schools. B- some schools for the 24-25 year could save $28 million as the district projects a $92 million budget shortfall that year. $92 million. Student enrollment has dropped by roughly 50,000 students from nearly 54,000 in 2019 and 2020 school year. In a best-case scenario, school administrators expect 49,000 students by 2032. and a worst case, enrollment be, it may be as low as 43,000. The declining enrollment comes after homeschooling rates nearly doubled in Washington at the height of the COVID pandemic and are still elevated in levels from 2019 to 2020. Jen Garrison-Stuber, she sounds intelligent, of the Washington Homeschool Organization told Fox News that homeschool enrollment is down. However, in Seattle, from pre-pandemic numbers, quote, I really think that what Seattle's seeing where those students have gone are either to private schools or they've left the school district and have moved elsewhere she said. Well, that's good news right there. And speaking of homeschooling, Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. They provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit their website at classicalconversations.com. Again, that is classicalconversations.com. From Seattle, Washington to California, a San Francisco county leader voiced support to legalize prostitution in the city as brazen soliciting spirals across the state after a new law took effect this year. Quote, what's happening right now on Cap Street Is is become more brazen and bigger than we've ever seen before. That's according to County Supervisor Hillary Ronan. She told that to the Los Angeles Times last week. Instead of repeating the same cycle that we've repeated for decades, it's time to try something new, she said. Ronan called the situation out of control in comments on the San Francisco Chronicle and pushed for San Francisco to install barriers on Cap Street in the heart of San Francisco's Mission District after it became aligned with prostitutes and pimps. This week, she is expected to announce a resolution that will urge state lawmakers to legalize prostitution. The surge in prostitution and apparent human trafficking in California comes after a change in the law that took effect last month that repealed a ban on loitering with the intent to engage in prostitution. The bill's sponsor, Democratic State Senator Scott Weiner, argued the change would protect transgender women, whom he said are disproportionately targeted by police. Police and Republicans in the state have since sounded off that the new law sparked prostitution to explode in certain areas of the state, such as Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Oakland. Police said with the emboldened prostitution rings come robberies, shootings, aggravated assaults, and other crimes. Many of the pimps are gang-affiliated and take no issue with beating women or going after rival pimps to try to poach on their workers, they said. Some even record the beatdowns because they think it's funny the police said the coalition to abolish slavery and trafficking which is one of the largest and oldest direct service providers providers for sex and labor trafficking survivors in the u.s threw its support behind the bill and told fox news digital that it endorsed repealing the former policy quote because we know that reducing the criminalization of survivors will help prevent human trafficking end quote so that is what's going on in california and going on in Arizona over the weekend, we had a sporting event, a sports ball event, as some in our community like to call it. But it's my favorite topic sports. In case you missed it, Sunday evening, the Super Bowl took place with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. The game was incredible, one with highlight play after highlight play, with both teams putting up points.
1: Mahomes looking that way, throwing that way. Kelsey got it, touchdown. Hurts has all day loaded up, taking a shot, looking for A.J. Brown, he's got it, touchdown! Hurts on a quarterback draw, nowhere to go, the ball is loose, sitting on the turf, it's picked up by Bolton, No one in front of him is going to score! Quick throw, Tony's got it, Tony walks in, touchdown Kansas City! And push it in. No, no, no. First and goal. They try to shove Hertz over the end zone. Waiting for a signal. He's in. Touchdown, Eagles. And now they have to go for two for the tie, you would think. The 46-yard pass to Smith sets up Hurts with another rushing touchdown. A Super Bowl record, by the way, for quarterbacks. That's his third. Hurts looking for a block and he gets there he's in we're tied at super bowl 57
0: okay so for those keeping score at home it's 35 to 35 at this point in the game with just a few minutes left and then this happened
1: mahomes pressure lofting one end zone incomplete Juju smith schuster couldn't catch up there's a flag at the 10 hang on there's a penalty to the pass, holding, number 24, defense, five-yard penalty,
2: automatic. Worst-case scenario, you'll see James Bradbury, they're going to say he grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I don't know. Mike, listen, I think on this stage, I, I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he saw it. Just, it changes the entire complexion of how this classic game is going to end. Still have to get Mahomes here. There you go. So, the Chiefs will
1: set up. Butker, up, got it! Here we go. Hurts. has all day. Now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57!
0: What an anticlimactic ending. If you're the official, how on earth do you throw that flag? James Bradbury, the cornerback for the Eagles, who had the flag thrown on him, thought it was the correct call, so kudos to him for owning up and being a class act. But even with that admission, the ball was clearly uncatchable for Juju Smith-Schuster, even without a penalty. I don't care how fast Juju is, he's not catching that. Now the Chiefs still would have likely taken the lead with a field goal, but then Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' offense would have had over a minute to get the ball down the field, potentially tie or win the game. So such an anticlimactic ending to win on a 25-yard field goal with eight seconds left. And this is from a guy, by the way, who didn't really have a dog in the fight. I'm fine with the Chiefs and the Eagles, and the, the Chiefs still could have won the game even if the flag wasn't thrown. So what are your thoughts on my take? Eagles, you can send your fan mail to garrison at com, and Chiefs, you know, you won. You don't get to complain. <laughs> but... I digress. That is going to do it for this cross-politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership, The Ark Encounter, or a magazine subscription, head over to fightlabfeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story or some fan mail, if you want to ask about our conference at The Ark Encounter, or... You want to become a corporate partner of Cross Politic? Email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.